welcome back to the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast, where people talk about books we've read according to some kind of theme. This sometimes, month, huh? sometimes, what? Sometimes it's not according to theme. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's not according to theme. This month, the theme for our uh, books has been pirates. So we all looked up fantasy books that have some sort of connection to pirates or pirates in them or the inspiration of pirates or just saying the word pirate made us think of it. And uh, normally... Lord. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't realize he was in here. Give me a second. (laughs) Normally we all take some time to make sure that we don't have dogs around us, but, uh, but not this time. Katie always has dogs. You just don't hear it. Secret Carefully edited dogs. dogs. <sighs> okay, what? Are your dogs secret? Are they safe? They are the secretest and the safest, but Ooh. I will not bring them to Mordor. <laughs> you can't just bring a dog into Mordor. <laughs> Mordor's really hot. So is Minnesota right now. Holy fuck nuts. Sorry. Good night, yeah, no, good. It's uh, you know, it was weird. It was warm this morning, and then it got cool, and then it's warm again. I don't know. Oh, we made it up to ninety-five today. Well, that's it's, dumb. I hate it. <laughs> it's constantly boiling because I live in the south, and it's summer. That's also dumb. <laughs> I, but I also don't use air conditioning, so I'm always hot. <laughs> Temperatures are dumb. Yeah. You know what I just realized? Sorry, I didn't mean to bust. Yeah. In. It's okay. Um, who are we talking to? Oh, um, man. Yeah. With us today are Katie. That's me. Dan Evanson. Hello. It's me, Dan Evanson. Rachel. Hi. And me, Peter Schaefer. Hi. Peter. We're minus one Nick today. Hello. Yeah. Yes, Hi. normally we have uh, Nick Evangelista with us, but he could not make it today. And it's not because he really didn't want to talk about how little he liked his book this month. <laughs> it was some other reason, I'm sure. An important one. Reason. Whatever yes. that was. Or he three, three important reasons altogether. It's unclear. We don't know what it is. It could be that he died. Who knows? You'll have I don't to think it was that, though. To find out, is Nick alive or dead? I think he's probably fighting, fighting pirates. Yes. He read the wrong book, and now the pirates are after him. It was like Jumanji with pirates. Oh, I'd watch that. (laughs) Is Robin Williams in that one, too? It sounds like he is. Well, no. There's no more of that. We've we've reached and exceeded and uh, peak Robin Williams, and we're out of Robin Williams now. Digital Robin Williams returns. Holographic Robin Williams in Jumanji 3. The Reckoning. With pirate. There's already a Jumanji 3. There is. Although it's kind of a Jumanji 2. Yeah. It's like Jumanji reboot, comma, 2. Oh my gosh. The Rock <laughs> does such a good Danny DeVito. He does. Is- the Rock is excellent. Huh? I haven't seen any of those movies. What? I, I, like- I can't hear ya. I like the new character. They, um, Aquafina, I think her name Aquafina. is. Aquafina. She was really good in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I got hair. I gotta go tell my friend. He does that once <laughs> after grabbing her head and realizing she's got a big bun. 
<laughs> the movie was very enjoyable, but we're not talking about pi- we're not talking about Jumanji. We're talking about pirates. <gasps> pirates, you say? So, so we tried to open the conversation with like a general discussion of the theme. I'm not sure how much there's a general discussion to be had about about pirates. I mean, I'm sure there is one. I just don't know enough to say stuff about pirates. All right, I got one. I got a question then. So. Here's a thought. Are pirates inherently fantastical? No, because they're real things. I mean... But, like, are they? They're romanticized. Romanticizes maybe a good (laughs) description of what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, definitely romanticized. I mean, did you see Captain Hook in Once Upon a Time? No, because I didn't like Once Upon a Time. But, okay. Um, So I have a question. Who is Uh your favorite pirate portrayed in a fictional world well i bet i know yours rachel who yours will be um mary something from the black flag <laughs> you are correct <laughs> <laughs> oh and mary, from Assassin's creed yeah mary, uh, mary reed or also known as james kidd <laughs> i was gonna call it mary kid but i knew that wasn't right <laughs> Association, putting them together. (laughs) How did you know that? I haven't talked about this character. (laughs) So? Uh, I feel like mine is either from the main character from the book I'm going to talk about today, or it's Dustin Hoffman in the movie Hook. Oh, man, he was good. Where he plays Captain Hook. He just, it's a special performance. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's one of those ones where I like, I've, I loved it as a kid and I went and rewatched it a few years ago and I'm like, oh man, that movie, that movie goes places. <laughs> Is that what put uh, uh, Robin Williams back in your mind? Probably, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that or Jumanji, I guess. Um, he was in Ju- the first Jumanji. Right? Oh, I know. That's the, yeah. that's the best Jumanji. He was a little pirate-like in that movie, but maybe yeah. I'm just because of the beard. I don't know. Did you see uh, Pan? I think I'm the only one that ever saw the movie Pan. Um, is that the one <laughs> with Child Peter? Tiny uh, Child Peter? No, I don't know that one. Maybe it does. Um, that it's got Wolverine in it, right? Yes. Yeah. It also, has a hot guy playing a uh, Captain Hook. I forgot his name. But yeah, hot. Wolverine. What? What? Who's the guy that played Wolverine? He was somebody else. Oh, Wolverine really? Blackbeard or something? Different. Yeah. Uh some traditional. Oh, that's pirate. right. It was like an origin story, sort of for for Peter for and Hook, Hook mostly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have to say that. Um, what the fuck is his name? Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yes, I was just gonna say that he is probably my favorite pirate rendition. Besides, of course, the classic Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Those are all 100%, except for the fourth and fifth ones. I, I just, <laughs> all of I, them, except for those. I, I don't like the third one. I don't like it. It was so boring to me. Wait, there was a fifth one? Oh, goodness, <laughs> yes. I think I saw the fifth one. Is it the weird flame one with the Spanish pirates? No, that's the fourth one. Oh, uh, what is the fifth one? Wait, no, yes, the, 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 yes, the fifth one, where like they're... They are Spanish pirates, but they're they're like undead and their hair is all flowy in the wind without yeah. there being any oh, wind. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought that, wait, which is the one with the mermaid? Fourth. The fourth, okay. The fourth and fifth one like merged together into a single movie in my brain. I forgot the fourth one existed. 
I remember going to it's the fifth so one. It's so bad. It's so bad. That mermaid story is really <laughs> so bad. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, I don't like, remember. Like at the end, like the movie offers this world where mermaids exist and they will murder you. They're they're real solid on murder. They love it. They love doing it. They're all about it. Well, who doesn't? So, so one of like the main uh, guy in the movie who's not Johnny Depp, uh, well, falls in love with a mer with this captive mermaid, and at the end of the movie, she she basically murders him. But somehow you're supposed to think it's romantic, and that maybe maybe he didn't drown and he was whisked away to some aquatic wonder world, but that. Does never introduce the movie. She just pulls him into the water, and he's never seen again. Oh, and it, so murder! It, it's <laughs> so not Will. It's actually like some preacher guy who was uh, aboard some ship that got taken uh, over by the movie. Doesn't make any sense. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Why? <laughs> well, whose fault is that? Yeah, I take full responsibility. That's good. Let's all blame Dan. Can we all point at him and say shame? Shame. shame. I'm showing my boobs right now. What? What? <laughs> That's why I just sorry. I had a Game of Thrones flashback. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goodness! I just like that all three of us are like, what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is what happens when Nick's not around. We are all reacting appropriately to Dan's inappropriate comments. Dan, get with it. I'm sorry. Are we supposed to be showing our boobs? And I wasn't told. Um, no, just me. Okay. I alone feel ashamed. Yeah, how, yes, we'll show our boobs with uh, this totally not, not, when we're, we use camera. medium, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even, we'll, we we'll work on even, it. We don't we're going to really earn other. an R rating. Well, I was going to say, we don't even see each other's faces. I'm okay. not even sure you're real. And there's boobs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so pirates. But, yeah. Katie, how did you know my favorite pirate? How did you know this? You brought it, it up many, guess. many times. Did I? Yes. Oh. I don't remember in what context. At least twice on the podcast. I did? Yes, at least twice. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> That's okay. I remembered it for you. <laughs> she has it written in one of her many notes. Uh, okay. I believe you. It just feels <laughs> it feels really weird because I don't remember talking about James Kit, uh, Mary Reed. What it, Oh, Mary I mean, Reed. She's also a reasonably well-known historical figure. If you yeah. get into that sort of thing. Also, I'm. Ne- I used to live near Charleston, where a lot of the the pirate things happened. Ooh, <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina, for clarification, because there's also another Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, I thought you were doing the dancing Charleston. Charleston, Charleston. No, I was doing the shag. Nice. Is that a dance? Yes, it's the state dance of South Carolina. South That's Carolina cool. has a wow. state dance? Yes, the shag. <gasps> I want you guys the to know. The shag is the dance? Yes. Yes, yes, Katie? Minnesota has a state muffin and it's blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's feeling like pirate is not a strong <laughs> theme for this week. I, I wonder, did you guys have trouble finding pirate books? I know I, I kind of fought for this theme a little bit because I had one very specific book that i wanted to talk about and, so, and did you, is that the book that you're going to talk yes. about yes it is okay i googled pirates fantasy book and i picked one of the ones that i knew on the list i was like i wanted to read that anyways 
That's okay. what I did, except for that second part. <laughs> uh, so I love pirates, and so I went to my and pirates local... love you. Ooh. So I went to my local bookstore and just like started grabbing books off the shelves that had like ships on them. <laughs> and, and in the in the sci-fi fantasy section, there was a book called Grania, and it's based off of like Grace O'Malley, like an actual Irish pirate woman. Is she the one that burned the church? I don't know. I didn't get that far because I realized oh. like a third of the way in, this is not fantasy. So I had to pick a new book. <laughs> I, I, it was like historical fiction or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's good. But I recently saw a play about about a, a woman who the woman who burned the church, which because that you mentioned, Rachel. Um, to save her lover, I think is the plot. Or yeah, to, to to rescue her lover from the nunnery. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that was Grace O'Malley. I don't think I thought she was Spanish. Yeah, I don't think it was Grace O'Malley. But apparently, Grace O'Malley was the 16th century pirate queen of Ireland. So thanks, internet. Yeah, I think we're mixing it. <laughs> Oh, she's she. Uh, she was big in the whiskey trade and stuff like that. I think for Ireland. Good for her. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm only a third of the way through the book. Tell us <laughs> next time, Katie, when you're done with the book. Yes, next time on books that don't match our theme slash not fantasy at all. <laughs> well, it's a different uh, podcast. <laughs> yes, nostalgia plus. I'm gonna take it over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're going to steal it from Dan. Oh, but we're man. only we're only halfway through uh, gargoyles. Oh, Dan, Dan. Speaking of nostalgia, did you did you ever watch Adventures in Wonderland? Uh, this was like on Disney Afternoon or something like that. Oh, I don't think so. Or maybe it was like Disney Mornings, or I don't know what. It's just. It's just I sat down and watched the old Disney uh, Alice in Wonderland animated film for the first. I didn't realize I'd never seen it before. And I, I watched I've it. definitely seen that. Well, I hadn't. And it was weird. But it reminded me of this like after school TV show that was based on Alice in Wonderland. And it was it's just absolutely the most 90s thing <laughs> that you can imagine. As in, Alice is like a modern teen girl who goes through her mirror into Wonderland where the white rabbit runs around on rollerblades. Oh, and, God. And wait Whoa. for it. And Tweedledee and Tweedledum are fraternal twin hip hop artists. Of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. And right. it's just. Um, I can hear their sanitized rapping already in my brain. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Boom. You're, you see, it's like you've seen it. <laughs> um, I probably have. Yeah. It's just, it was, a, it was a, a weird little trip that I should probably be talking about on a different show. So um, <laughs> anyway, so we've stumbled and tripped over talking about pirates in general. Um but hey, let's talk about pirates in specific. Um, who read a book about pirates they want to talk about? Uh, did anyone I enjoy? <laughs> I'll go first. 
Yeah, Katie, you I know you enjoyed your book. <laughs> I enjoyed my book. It was so good. All right. So my book that I read this month was <clears throat> Orc Pirate. That Which is, is really a straightforward title. I love it. It is. Yeah. Um, it's by Simon Archer. And I'm gonna read you the little uh the like description from Amazon here. <clears throat> Kill them all, take their loot, let the gods sort them out. Look at your library. Sadly, none of those books are about orc pirates, but if you bought this book, <laughs> one of them could be. Now, look at this book. It's a badass orc on a pirate ship about to raid the closest human village. What's in his hand? A big-ass axe as he stomps up the gangplank to slaughter all who stand in his way. Look again. Now you're saving the princess and she's ever so grateful. Trust me. Anything is possible when you're an orc pirate and not a weakling. So Please is note. that? Oh, go ahead. Please note this novel contains a harem and adult situations. You have been warned. There's a lot of sex. <laughs> so, so is that a review or is that like the official? Pitch? That's the official pitch. Oh man, they went for it. And so that's I, why I bought the book. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is not a Rachel book, just because of. Graphic no. sex. <laughs> Every everything no. I just heard described doesn't sound like things Rachel would enjoy. No, Rachel would not like this book. I mean, I'm 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 in, intrigued by the sense of humor. Does does the sense of humor play out in the book, or is it really just in the ad copy? No, it it's in there too. That's pretty um, cool. Like there's some genuinely funny parts that I just adored. Um, like there's this one part in the beginning. You know, before I really understood what I was getting into, even though how could I not with that wonderful description? Um, he's like talking about his first main. He's like, yeah, I like to make him think because, you know. If I don't make him think, then he's just dumb as a post. And it just I don't know, for some reason, the way that line is just delivered cracked me up. Mm. So in this book. Uh, the captain, Bardak Skull Splitter, is captain of the ship Hullbreaker. Uh, so he's a privateer in the service of the Empire. And he gets called back into port where he is told that his services will no longer be needed. Oh. And is immediately almost assassinated. Um, not quite almost. There was an assassination attempt. And during this assassination attempt, he thwarts all of the, you know, the admiralty folks by grabbing one of them and using him as a bludgeon. <laughs> like, I mean, that is that how this so, book starts. What? That sounds so hilarious, but I, just, I, want, I want to like it so much, but it, it sounds so funny. It, it was so wild. Like, that's how they start this book off. Like. Oh, I grab the nearest guy and I swing him around in a big circle and knock everybody down. And right, right. Uh, oh. You know, press A to grab person. Press space to equip person. Press A use, to attack. Use person as bludgeon. That's right. That's right. I like that you went from controller controls to PC controls. Yeah, that was a little curious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. After he's told that we aren't going to use your services anymore, he immediately, like, you know, busts out of the 
the governor's keep and gets back to his ship and is like, hey, guys, we're pirates now. Let's go. Let's go do pirate things. Yep. But of course, on his way out, he saves. um, He encounters a witch in the in the dungeons along with another man. Well, a, a human, I should say. And so he takes them with just out of why the fuck not. And, you know, they surprise. They They're, turn out to be plot critical. They are plot <laughs> critical. Just oh, golly, who would have guessed it? So people Mr. Who, Strike. What? People who know literary structures. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what? That's enough out of you, Rachel. <laughs> no. Quest item. Human. No, I am here to be sarcastic. I will continue <laughs> to be sarcastic. Please right. do. <laughs> uh, Rachel cast sarcasm. It's uh-huh. super effective. Uh, I was just going to ask um, if, so is the fact that he's an orc pirate, is that, is it like an orc empire and everyone's an orc or is he an anomaly? It's a human empire for the most part. And like, Mostly orcs are in the free cities and throughout the book, spoilers, you kind of learn that the Admiralty wants to take over the free cities. <gasps> Shock. Yeah. Uh. The, the Empire is not the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, it's not. <laughs> they want to do colonialism. Yeah. Those oh, don't do that's... colonialism. That's bad. Or is it imperialism? Because it's neither of those are great. So (laughs) (laughs) throughout the course of the book, he does bang two different girls, but it's all consensual. And that's actually one of the things that I really enjoyed about this book was that um, he he states it very plainly. There's two rules of rutten. Not while Mm. you're on watch and both parties have to be willing. You stand consensual sex. (laughs) Yes, and I appreciated that. Yeah, the the two rules of rutten. Yep, rutten. They, yep, they use that word a lot. They don't make love. They rut. Yeah. (laughs) And then after I spent myself the first time, I flipped her over and rut her like a regular good orc woman would. Something, I don't remember. But it does that a lot. Sex scenes are weird. And, oh my gosh. Apparently, orcs have like really, really, really high stamina. Because they go at like five times at once. At, at once. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, in a row. Oh, that just sounds messy. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's, so anyway. <laughs> somebody's living through a fantasy there. Uh, yeah. Uh. Looking at you, Simon Archer, author of Orc Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you thumbs up on this book? Katie, or yes, thumbs up. All right, but, not if, but if not, if you're a child, yes, not <laughs> if you're a child. Oh my gosh, before the sex scenes all popped up, I was like, Oh, I bet my nephew would like this. Oh, no, no. <laughs> One thing that I did not like about this book here it comes, guys. Uh oh, <laughs> mm, sorry, you were disappointed <laughs> by the size of the orc pirate's penis. Oh, they never Jesus. were. They never were. <laughs> but you were. <laughs> Hello, um, anyway, 
anyway, so a phrase that popped up a lot that was like super obnoxious was female character name purred. Oh, and it, it happened like all the fucking time. And so I, I did listen to the second book. By the way, guys, there's a second book. <laughs> Is there more sex with arc pirates? Of course. And he takes another lover. Ooh la la. And it, I actually didn't mind it as much in the second book when they said uh, Tabitha purred <laughs> because she was a cat person. Oh, well then. It's, so it's I accepted a little better. I'm pretty sure humans can't make a purring sound. There you go. I'm a cat. Yeah, Katie's not human. Train the name. I can make like. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Anyway, so two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Excellent. All right. Let's hear from Rachel. (gasps) I read The Red Wolf Conspiracy by R.V.S. Riddick. And this was um, basically a story of the voyage of the treaty bride between two giant empires that are constantly warring against each other. And she's going on uh, this great old warship that's about six centuries old. But surprise, there's conspiracy afoot. What? (laughs) That's completely unexpected. Yeah. And... uh, she might not be near, uh, marrying this man for peace. It might be a surprise attack by the other nation. Oh, and I thought it was marrying him for sex. I, I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't peace really have a or sex, peace or sex. <laughs> she doesn't really have a choice in this marriage. Unfortunately, she's kind of just like here, have a child or not here. No, here, have a woman. You know. Anyway, oh, yeah. one of those. A bride gift. Yeah. And uh, the story follows uh, her, a uh, cursed tar tar boy, which is one of the uh, like one of the uh, cabin boys, a very brave rat and a stowaway as they are figure out this conspiracy and try to stop it because they don't want to continue this war between the two nations. And they just want everything. It's just like they're tired and basically. Did you say a very brave rat? Yes, a very brave rat. Is it a literal rat? It is a literal, literal rat. I want to hear more about this rat. I would um, like to as well, please. So in this world, you have the concept of awakened creatures, um, basically ah. creatures that have awakened to human intelligence. And uh, the rat is an awakened um, beast. And the reason he awakened, because rats didn't have the concept of tears. Um, but when he was visiting this bake- bakery, he found uh, the baker's wife crying. And he was very confused because he didn't understand what was going on. And like he was wondering where the baker was because he's always with his wife. And this like revelation hit him and made him awaken to human intelligence. So has it always come from like like weird experiences like that? Um, it's not. Uh, they're very rare. And the two awakened creatures you find do. One is awakened by betrayal, betrayal and the other is awakened by tears. So kind of. Uh, flows, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, but they're um, not like magically cursed or anything. Um, it has it does it's not got into that much in the story because the human characters don't really know. Okay. Mm. Interesting. <clears throat> and the rat really doesn't know because he, he was just like I was 
I, I have this memory now, and this is what I am now. I was just a rat, and now I'm more than a rat. Yeah. Yeah. And brave. Uh, yeah. And it tells them, basically, it's their story of stopping this big conspiracy uh, that has some very interesting fantastical elements of, like, uh, this old king being brought to life, back to life, and stuff like that. Uh, I won't go too deep into it, because it's rather complicated. It has this plot is very has a lot of moving pieces. Um, my one big issue with it, it was very choppy with the prose. I got very confused what was going on when I was reading it, and that might be a part of mine because I was kind of at some. I'm very bad at skim reading sometimes. I'm mm. a bit, <laughs> but I'm normally very good at trying to figure out what's going on, and then I was just very confused. Um, so that was my main issue with it. Uh, also, there was points where a lot of time has passed, and you're told through a uh, journal entries, which was I like the concept, but the execution was a little eh. Okay. Yeah. Overall, I find the book pretty enjoyable. It's just, uh, and I can plan to continue the series, but it's not uh, the most urgent thing in my TPR right now. And once again, I read the Red Wolf Conspiracy by Ro- Robert V.S. Reddick. Does anyone have any questions? You talked about this author before, right? Yes. Like I think. you mentioned, like, oh, I wanted to read one of his books. I did read Master Assassins by him. Okay, that's that's what it was. Okay. I really enjoyed that, which is one of his, which is his newest book, I think. So you feel like the author has matured a little bit. Yeah, because this was his debut novel. Oh. So where are the pirates? Um, yeah, they're Rachel. Mentioned. I think one of the kings of the other country is called the Pirate King. They're not really mentioned. It was mostly a sea voyage, and it, it takes place on ships and stuff like that. And they're mentioned mm. here and there. Um, <clears throat> uh, at one point, the tar boy gets kidnapped and by smugglers. Slightly different than pirates, but whatever. Less aggro. But close enough in this instance. Yes. So it's not... I thought it would be more pirate-heavy, but it might be more pirate-heavy in later books. Because this is a four-book series. And she she doesn't get married off by the end of this one? No. So they're still on the ship at the end? Uh, it's complicated. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> well, Minch's Pirates counts. I think we've been that. That's been our, our acceptable criteria for these themes. You gotta yeah. at least have some kind of mention in there. Well, it was all, it was mostly seafaring, so. Yeah. yeah. It's also a conspiracy, which has no. piracy in it. <laughs> <laughs> we are very lax about our uh, themes. Piracy. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Okay. I try. I literally typed in pirates <laughs> fantasy book into Google, and this popped up. I was like. Chill. I'll read this. I dig it. I dig it. I'm, yeah. I I don't actually, I don't want to. Well, Google, Google can take the hit. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Damn you, Google. <laughs> First you take all our privacy and now you take this. It's very hard for some of these themes to read a book unless you've already read it. To right. Out you already have. know that it fits the, the theme. I'm with you. That's why I picked a book with pirate right in the title. That was, that was clever. <laughs> that was clever. I should have done Aeronauts Windmouse for the, Well, actually, I don't think that even has pirates in it. Oh, my gosh. What is the world I, coming to when we can't find a fantasy book with pirates in it? 
I mean, yeah. Gentleman Bastards is out there. Nobody picked that one. So. Which oh, one? That's, yeah. That's the, that's the second book. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's only in the second book that they yeah, have. Well, uh, yeah, the first book doesn't have pirates. You're right, yeah, you're right. And I didn't like it, so. None of my friends liked it. <laughs> I haven't read it, so there's like. Well, I know a lot of people do like it, so mm. maybe you would, I like but the... I didn't. Yeah, it was a math for me. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Um, Peter, talk about your book. All right. So I read um, Magic of Blood and Sea, which is a collected volume collecting two shorter books, The Assassin's Curse and its sequel, The Pirate's Wish. Okay, I was really confused because you told me that you read The pi- uh, the Assassin's Assassin. Curse, but then that's not the title you give me. Ah. Right? Oh, surprise! <laughs> uh, I- yeah, I literally put this on my TBR like two days ago. Yes. Uh, so this is by Cassandra Rose Clark. And again, that's that's The Assassin's Curse and The Pirate's Wish Bound. Uh, it's a duology, and I read them in one volume. You read an I omnibus. And see. Is it an omnibus if it's only two? Uh, I guess it I, probably is. I think I think any bind-up is technically an omnibus. I'm, I'm not the boss of words. Um, You're not the boss of words? Ah, Sorry. Yeah, cut that joke out. That would no, cut that. <laughs> no, I'm oh, editing yeah. this. That's saying it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please continue. Everything we say that we're cutting out, we believe in. I, well, I think I'm that's actually going to cut it. Tends to happen a lot in podcasts <laughs> where they talk about cutting stuff out. <laughs> we need length for this episode. We were very short in the beginning. <laughs> oh no! Can't we just have a short one occasionally? No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Peter. No. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Peter. I've been taking away from your review. <laughs> from me? I, you can't take away from me. I am I am infinite. Oh good yeah. lord. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm reading I read this book. Um it it sure was a book. Um <laughs> I don't know. It it's hard to wrap up my feelings about it. There, there, it was all like it was technically proficient. It just seemed I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be YA or yes, it definitely was supposed to be YA. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess that fits. It was just it was all it was all a little uh, superficial and and bland. Um, the uh, it opens with a the pirate, like the daughter of the head of a pirate clan, being married to the son of a head of another pirate clan. But she's like, "Oh no, I'm not being married off," and so she runs. And so the other pirate clan sends an assassin to kill her. And apparently, assassins are like super feared. Um, cause they have blood magic, uh, <laughs> except I, something weird happens. Like she saves his life and that means that act. It's really weird. It's, it's like she saves him from a random snake strike as, as they're fighting. And so then he says, well, like, well, fuck now I can't kill you. I have, now I have to protect you instead. Um, and at first it's just kind of there and then it's treated like, well, it's a curse. Now I'm cursed to protect you 
instead of like, I can't kill you anymore. I have to protect you now. It's a curse. And it seems at first like she did this thing that cursed him. But what we find out much later is that he was cursed by some random ass other person in his history that is never relevant uh, to basically have to protect the person who saves his life. And she just slotted into that curse. Um, And it all seems very kind of haphazard. Um, not to mention that then like the curse actually manifests as physical pain for him whenever he's not protecting her. And this is entirely too narratively convenient. It's like this, like sometimes if she tries to leave his physical presence, it hurts him and she doesn't want to do that. So like she usually sticks around except she also is fiercely like angry and independent. And so she also often just says, screw this and leaves. Um, but it only causes him physical pain if she's going to be in danger. And so, uh, so it seems like it's like also this supernatural way of telling if there's a threat that, that could harm her. But at the same time, uh, like half the time, more, more than half the time that she leaves and he gets all pained because of it, because there's some danger, nothing bad actually happens because she avoids it or because he shows up or some other thing and nothing bad happens. And so the the pain that he feels that limits her from leaving his presence is completely arbitrary um like you don't even find out like what whatever it was we might find out what it was but it's not but like half the time it's not something that he needed to be there to stop like oh she was gonna stub her toe and catch a bad hangnail or something or like, you know, oh, she was she went this way and she went near a place where some bandits were. This is not a real example, but it's close to some real something real that I'm vaguely remembering. So like she, you know, she goes somewhere and, you know, goes near like a, a hidden bandit camp. And so he'd be, I don't know, feeling terrible because he's not protecting her. And I'm like literally physically feeling terrible, except she notices the camp and like stays away from it. Or, or maybe she narrowly dodges a patrol, but she does by herself and then goes back to wherever they're camping. And he's like, Oh, I felt awful. That was stupid. You shouldn't have done that. Um, Uh, It gives me weird, like controlling vibes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that. Um, and there's also a whole lot of her, like, uh, I mean, there's a, it has, it's, it's supposed to be a romance and it has this huge failure of communication issue from like a third of the way through the first book, because at some point she realizes that she's, that she digs him, but she just never. What's that? That she digs him. Oh, yeah. She digs him. Peter, you're showing your age. And also, you probably shouldn't have read a young adult novel. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, admittedly, I'm 22 and I feel creeped out about that. Okay, I read it when I was a young adult and, you know, as a teenage girl, I totally dug it, as Peter says. <laughs> and aren't, aren't, aren't I also considered a young adult? I think you're just an adult at this point. Yeah. Well, know. there's a new um, category of novels that they're calling new adult. It's for anyone like 18 to 30. That's not new adult. According to some people, it is. I don't know who those people are, and I should probably consult them before I assert anything. So, <laughs> so it's young adult with sex scenes. No, not really. I mean, in this one, no, not really. There's, there's, you know, they are, they're constantly dancing around the fact that they have feelings for each other and they really should just talk to each other, except they're both stupidly stubborn and therefore they can have romantic tension for a book and a half longer than they should have. Ah, not even going to mention the manticore. Uh, I mean, one that's in the second book, too. I mean... Oh, she wasn't in the first one? No. Oh, um, sorry. Whoops. That's all right. I mean, like, I read both of them as one thing. So, like, that's cool. Um, I mean, so in in the end, like, they go hunting to try to try to lift the curse, and they go consult some uh, some wizard who tells them the the three impossible tasks that they need to do, one of which is... Uh, he needs true love's kiss. Um, and and it's like, it's, I don't know, like still a third of the way to the end of the first book when she like, I think, when she kisses him and they can feel like the snap of the curse weakening. And it's so it's like everyone knows that she loves him and they still don't communicate about it effectively. I feel like Peter's screaming, communicate at them. I was. That's what I did. They didn't listen, though. Um, yeah. No, it's just, it's, it was super, I don't know, contrived. Yeah, contrived is a good word. It was super contrived. There, you're right. There's a manticore in the second book who is like kind of, kind of like a cat person. Like, I mean, like a, you know, a weird, monstrous looking person who likes to eat people. But she was, a, she was, like the the best character um because because she makes friends with with the main character um but like the the second mission that they need or task to remove the curse is is kind of like conveniently uh connected to a friend that they made in the first book who rescues them from a from being abandoned on an island and then the third task that they need uh to accomplish to lift the curse makes no sense whatsoever or rather is completely arbitrary in that they already achieved it through some twist of magic that we didn't know about and never made any sense and it was accomplished you know like a year ago or whatever in the book time or six months or i don't even know what and they just uh, like basically they have to get a letter from somebody that says, hey, come come back to this place and we'll show you because we need to talk to you. And they go there and the people say like, oh, hey, look, 
you did this thing successfully. You caused all this stuff to happen. That was great. And they're like, holy shit, that's, that's the third curse task. Like, <laughs> Oh, we didn't know. But now that we know the curse is lifted. They like had, like it was, they whoopsed into it. Yeah. Basically they whoopsed into it like a year ago and, and the <laughs> curse didn't lift until they found out about it. Uh, well, that's a little lame. <laughs> it, that's what it was. Yes. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe, Maybe you're right, and I read the wrong book for me. No, that's okay. It happens. Every once in a while, you're going to read a wrong book. But I also think it just wasn't that good. (laughs) (laughs) So you recommend it for people who are not your age, Peter? I don't. I would recommend them better books. (laughs) Um, Even people who are not my my incredibly advanced age. Thank you. Um, You're not even the oldest person on the podcast. No, but I'm close. (laughs) <laughs> you are not much older than I am, Dan. I'll always be the oldest, though. You'll never catch me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can if I trip you. Into a cryogenic freezer or something? <laughs> I just, yeah, once you die, you stop aging. And, and oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that was um, The Assassin's Curse and The Pirate's Wish, bound up into Magic of Blood and Sea by Cassandra Rose Clark. I might not read it now. Oops. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I've seen. I think I even if you would have enjoyed it, I spoiled a whole lot about it. Yeah, it's okay. Sometimes our job is to is to lower people's TBR piles and not increase them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I prefer to talk about books that I really enjoyed here, and I'm sorry I wasn't able to do that today. Okay. Well, if anyone does want to read it, I can send you the physical copies because <laughs> I own them. Do you not want them? No, I I like. I like it enough. <laughs> yeah. I look I, as I look to my right with a stack of 15 books that I need to read. Ouch. That's, That's a lot. I don't I keep mine safely hidden in drawers and cabinets and things. Well, I made it a physical pile to be like, "Hey, read." Yeah, sometimes hey. you need you need your pile of books to shout at you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have the rest of my Aslan series on there because the I'm reading the audiobook of that. <laughs> so I'm not counting them. <laughs> Yeah, they don't count if you have to listen to them. Yeah, even though I own physical copies. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, I own all ten books. Good lord! Is the series done? Um, the main series is the the spin offs are not. There are spin offs. Yes. Are they as complicated? Yes. <laughs> Goodness. That's all I got to say about that. One thing we have to like figure out how we can tackle series like that in the show. I don't know. I don't know how or or what we'll do. So, Maybe. so one one month our theme will be interminable. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Maybe like, that's a terrible idea. Yes. Like I can read a thousand page book. It Maslin is just dense. It is, it's, and complicated. Yeah, I, I I let the series sit for a year, and I went back to it. I'm like. What is everything? <laughs> yeah, I, I load up the wiki page know. first. <laughs> um, that's what, that's why I have physical copies because I have to read the appendices. I'm like, what is that magic thing again? Oh, that's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> I also get maps. So I'm like, where am I? Something, Open. something, paths, doors, something, some weird puppet wizard. All right, puppet I'm wiz- done. Puppet wizard doesn't exist in this one. I don't think. I think I, he's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the fifth book is a prequel. 
I didn't oh. know it was a prequel before I read it. <laughs> oh my good gosh. All right, Dan, Dan, you had a pirate book, right? I did. And actually, I am going to talk about a series uh, that is incredibly long and incredibly uh, uh, full of all kinds of complicated stuff. So maybe we'll get a taste of what it'll be like to talk about something really complicated. Uh, I I am uh, I read uh, and have been reading since like uh, 2002 uh, One Piece. (laughs) By, oh, no. uh, oh. Oda. Uh, and uh, this is like the maybe the greatest shonen manga like ever created. It is currently, I believe, the number one selling manga series of all time. Uh, it is it started in 1997 and is still going. There are 96 volumes of uh, manga to read along with. 14 anime movies and an anime show and like 20 different video games and all kinds of stuff. So this is a, a huge, huge thing. I think it's like second only to Pokemon in worldwide, like reach of, of a, so, I mean, people, some people call it a children's show, but it's really more, I think aimed at teenagers, especially like the latest stuff, the stuff that's currently going on. So is it kind of growing with their audience? Not a lot. Uh, I think some of the content, it certainly has gotten like the early, the early volumes are very much like early adolescent style uh, reading and content. Um, There's there, you know, it's, it's got a lot of the, um, it, it created actually a lot of the sort of Japanese tropes around, the 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 way the the novels is structured as it as it has gotten a lot older and there actually have been a lot of like series that have come after it and and completed that that were kind of like inspired by uh one piece um but this this is a yeah i mean like the the opening bits in the first volume are a lot of like almost like looney tunes level of slapstick comedy uh and the later ones are like almost all uh action but they still have a lot of that like you know there'll be like reaction panels where people's eyes are literally bugging out of their heads and stuff like that so i will say it never takes itself too seriously i will say i know one two people who have are who are current on uh one piece uh and uh uh, from what i've heard from them i hate i hate what they did with the art style change to make everyone into sticks to make everyone into sticks? I'm not sure what that means. I don't know if that was manga, if that was show exclusive, when they just like took the art style and made it gross. I mean, Ichiro Oda is, has, has been the only artist on the show. No, the, the anime. Well, I think it's the same. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, there, so there is a there is like a midpoint uh, that I think was reached, which is like the the so-called like three year gap where uh they actually is a is a kind of missing three years where the the primary characters on the show uh separate and go their separate ways and then come back three years later and they are everyone it's sort of like a a midpoint because they the visual styles of everyone changes a little bit and uh the you know everyone's kind of a a lot older The, the cast kind of goes from being around uh between like 13 and 17 to being like uh 16 to all the way up to 20 something years old 
so it, it, that is like one of the parts where it kind of reaches up and goes to like a an older audience as the characters get older and they they tend to have been dealing with more less like hilarious funny stuff although i say that but like one of the recent storylines was about an island where everything was food and the island is made of food and all the people are food and all the crazy superpowers are about food and the food talks and some people eat the food that talks and it's very strange <laughs> very weird experience to read um but yeah oh yeah it, put me in your mouth i mean for Here. real yes that is exactly what it was like. oh my god well it's it's talking food what would what do you expect food to say don't it was, eat me. it was no it was like a weird thing where where they put someone was putting souls human souls into the food but then the food would come alive and realize that its purpose was to be eaten so so to like embrace its purpose in existence it would always be encouraging people to eat it and devour it and encourage them like oh i'm so delicious <laughs> what you do whoa i'm a very, cupcake very are you weird. sure yeah. this isn't uh, growing up with the audience <laughs> <laughs> I, it could be i don't know I, i'm a terrible judge of that cuz i'm like a 40 year old person that <laughs> i'm a 40 year old person that still loves cartoons and and uh and manga and stuff so let me talk about how complicated uh this has become so in the original story it's got uh the main character is luffy uh monkey d luffy is his name and he's like the primary protagonist of the story i like luffy because number one he's kind of an asexual character he, he has no interests other than seeking adventure and one day to become the pirate king um and he's got a great i don't know great he has an interesting perspective about being a pirate he has no issues like causing trouble or using violence to solve his problems but he doesn't like bullies he doesn't like it when people mess with the you know other people that are just trying to live but like he'll steal or uh cause trouble or anything if that's like what he wants to do as long as it, you know i feel like as long as he's like punching up he's okay he's not a, he doesn't ever punch down and he always you know comes that's to the nice. aid of people that you know are being oppressed um and actually you know there are like some really amazing storylines in there that deal with like revolution essentially of like people who are trying to take responsibility for their country while it's being ruled over by like authoritarian dictators and uh, how these people are like struggling. And then, you know, Luffy comes into town and in a lot of cases, like that's, that's kind of how the show will be like, let me introduce a very complicated political s system and th how the complexities are all intertwined and how, you know, everyone's nervous and nobody really wants to start trouble because, hey, you know, if we overthrow this guy, that'll like cause chaos in this place. And like, we're all trying to like balance it. And then Luffy the pilot comes in and just smashes everything down to the ground. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just sort of like is like, all right, I fixed it. You guys rebuild society. <laughs> I'm on to the next island. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I think I'm going to go wreck shit. I think that's an important like female uh, character storyline. I, I don't remember if it was like Nico or Robin. It's one of the female characters. Uh, yeah. So the 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 there is like a not a rotating cast, but there is kind of like a visitor slot that gets filled a lot of times with 
a lot of times a female character that gets kind of slotted into the crew for a season or a, a volume while they deal with, you know, wherever that person is from. Um, so like Princess Vivi is probably the one you're thinking of. From, oh, no, uh, it's it's the main female character who is either Nico or Robin. Oh, yeah. So it would probably would be Robin then because they go to her hometown and fight a shark man. Yeah, of course. I, I don't know the context of it. I found cool art and talked to my One Piece friend and it was she, he was like, yes, she did cool things with because uh, she was enslaved at some point and she was fighting back against her, the, the people. Yeah, that would be a Robin. So let me let me quick run through the cast uh, real quick because I think they're they're kind of cool. Uh, so there's uh, let me find it. I'm gonna because I'm gonna forget people if I don't. I had this up, I had it up, and then I scrolled around looking for a weird reindeer man. Chopper, chopper, chopper. Right? Oh yeah, chop. So chopper is a reindeer who ate the human. <laughs> so I have to explain. The- I don't know what I want to explain about this. There's okay, you don't have to. You should don't. What is it like? Oh, it's the fruit. It's a demon fruit. The devil fruit. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's there's all kinds of different magic systems. There's at least three different magic systems in the book. Um, well, the first one is the devil fruit, which is how Luffy got superpowers. Basically, if you eat a weird fruit and you'll get some kind of strange ability from eating the fruit. So like Luffy ate the gum gum fruit. So he's a gum. He's made of rubber now. He's a rubber man. So he's very stretchy, but everyone who eats a devil fruit can't swim, right? That is the the sort of devil's bargain that you make. You get superpowers, but you can't swim. And you're also living on in a world that is almost entirely ocean. Uh, There's there's only like two strips of land that are sort of like continents and the rest is just islands that populate this ocean world. Uh, So unfortunate. Yeah, you think so. But, uh, you know, mostly it is. It is just a reason for Luffy to to struggle. I mean, in a lot of cases, the people that have devil fruit powers are like a billion times stronger than any normal human, even if their power is like kind of weird and like they just turn into a giraffe. Somehow being able to turn into a giraffe is like an extremely powerful superpower to have Uh, or like because you can like become a were giraffe or like all the way a giraffe or only your arm is a giraffe. Weird things like that. I could become partly giraffe. That is not, that is not a thing I made up. That is an actual example. From Are the, you for yeah, real? I just wanted yeah. to stretch my neck. That's what Chopper is. He just turns in like, he can be like a weird reindeer man or a buff man or a, ra- a reindeer. Well, Chopper is the weird sort of exception because Chopper is a reindeer that's he he started out as a reindeer then he ate the human human fruit and became a reindeer man because he ate a fruit that turns things into humans yeah huh (laughs) and the giraffe man ate a giraffe fruit right the giraffe giraffe fruit (laughs) (laughs) what if a giraffe eats a giraffe fruit Instead, giraffe my god no he becomes some kind of super giraffe double giraffe turn into a different giraffe can't swim. Like, but yeah, you wouldn't be able to swim. Yeah, there's Anyways. also instances where uh, why can't they swim? Because that is the the devil's. That's why they call them the devil fruit because you make a devil's bargain with some unknown supernatural force. It makes it so you can't swim. It makes it so you can't swim. Literally, if you fall into the sea or you touch anything that's been made from the sea, you lose your strength. Like you, you basically collapse. Can you not eat like fish? No, they definitely eat fish. So. Apparently that is not made. They're not made of the sea. They are simply from the sea. You can't, you 
Can you, what about a pearl? Nope. That's made by oysters. So that's, that is, is a problem or it's not a problem? Not a problem. Okay. So, but like seawater, don't touch it. No good. Yep. What about salt? Nope. That's okay. From like that you got by drying salt salt. water. So sea salt. Yeah. Sea salt. Also. Okay. That, that, that's fine. It needs to be both. You got to have both the salt and the sea. Huh. I feel I find this inconsistent. What about okay. seaweed? Uh, I don't think that's ever come up, so I don't know. It's a Japanese. They've never eaten seaweed. Eaten you know? Sushi? Oh, you know what? You're probably right. Yes, they've definitely eaten sushi on. The, <laughs> so I guess that's okay. Does your do your powers come back? Yeah, as soon as you are removed from the sea, uh, you're back. Okay. Do you sink automatically or can you just not swim? Like if somebody tossed you, you a, it's like a you, bitter. you just, all your energy is sapped out of you when you're thrown to the sea, like you're full of electricity and then you hit the sea and you're grounded out and you have nothing. I like that analogy. All right. Well, uh, I'm done being pedantic for now. <laughs> Save that for N plus. Yeah. <laughs> when we're so, all pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We might, one day I might make you guys watch some one piece for the show. I don't know. I'm very oh. mean, so you know. Oh no! <laughs> so the, yeah, it's not the whole thing because nobody got time for that. <laughs> no, there's like, there's like 600 episodes of the anime or something. There's 900. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it was 600 when my friend was in high school. Anyways, <laughs> um, I was gonna say something about One Piece, and now it's gone. I oh, well. tried watching it for a while, but I got so annoyed with Luffy's voice because I watched it in English like a fool. Mm. You watched I was going to say, we should only watch the four kids dub, which is impossible oh, no. to find. Oh, God. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, unfortunately, it has a, the anime has one very bad adaptation. The latest, the newest ones are not too bad. Why is it My called f- One Piece? It's so, trying, <laughs> trying to find the One Piece, right? Yeah, that is the like overall objective of, one piece of Luffy. Of- what so so in the beginning uh there's a character who was the former pirate king uh goldie roger and he is being executed by the world government and on his execution day as he's as they're about to chop his head off he tells everybody who's there that he left everything he loved in one piece somewhere out in the world and he charges the next generation to find it and it kicks off this sort of age of piracy, golden age of piracy, where everyone is out to find the one piece, whatever that is. No, that, this is another conceit of the show that we have no idea really what it is or what it's about, because almost, it's been, you know, almost 30 years. And uh, it, it, the only thing we've learned is like the name of the place where it is, I think. Uh, like other than that, no one knows what the one piece is. No one knows what Goldie Roger meant. We've met a few members of his old pirate crew in the in the series, but none of them are willing to talk about it. So it's it, and actually the main character has oftentimes been offered information about the One Piece, and he's like, no, 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 I have to figure it out for myself. It's like the whole point of this adventure is for me to to do everything that Goldie Roger did and like sort of take on his mantle to mm-hmm. be the pirate king. So it's the world's longest begotten. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Sounds like- <laughs> And, and and you know it's like 
the least important part to Luffy, the main character. And so oftentimes it's the least important part to the show, like the show or the, the manga and, and and Luffy's main concern is just like, we're going to have a fun adventure. Like who cares <laughs> where we're going or why we got here or whatever. It's just like, Hey, we found a weird Island where half the Island is on fire and the other half is a frozen wasteland. And there's a dragon in the middle of it. We're going to find out. We need to go find out what that's about. Like, who cares if it's got anything to do with <laughs> the reason why you got on this boat in the first place? We're going to learn about that. We have to. So I it's, it's, it's what makes it. I mean, it's it's what makes it like a great serialized uh, form of like storytelling, because you can pick up just about any volume and read the introduction that, at the front that explains like who all these characters are or the brief history. And you're in. And after that, it's it's just like a weird fun action comedy uh you know it's it's and there's so much to love like it's it's just got such a great attitude like i said it's got great stories it doesn't fall into a lot of traps that that a lot of mangas do um in terms of like keeping their stories light uh it, it deals with politics it deals with slavery in in some places uh the because because a lot of times you know luffy's struggles he's like this source of anarchy in the world who's like kind of like hey you know if everybody's just free and they can do what they want and we all think about others as we make our choices like that's a great world to live in and if you want to come in and like put laws and put rules around it that sucks and i don't want to be a part of that and obviously like the world government is like that's our whole thing we love rules and making people follow them so you know, stop it, you dirty pirates. <laughs> it does. I, I will have, you know, I will say that it does fall into one of the sort of manga anime traps, which is that it draws Ichiro Oda is a dirty old man and he draws women to be uh, cartoonishly Over- uh, sexual. overtly sexual. Yeah. Over sexualized female characters. Yeah, almost without exception, uh, that is the case. Uh, I don't think, you know, it's interesting because Luffy is such an asexual character. He doesn't care about women or anything. There are people on the crew. There is specifically one character who is, you know, all about sexy ladies. And uh, that can be actually very annoying for the most part. But he's pretty much the only one, like all the other characters you know, Luffy doesn't really have a reason why he doesn't care about women. It's just because he loves adventure and that's what he's about. You know, there's others that's, you know, like there's a swordsman character who he's focused on being a swordsman. And so he doesn't have time for women. There's uh chopper who we talked about, who's a reindeer. And so he's actually not attracted <laughs> to humans. He's only attracted to other reindeer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but there are several women characters on the, on the show. And I feel like, they're well thought out and, and fully realized like human characters with interesting backstories and their own wants and desires, you know, like they're during the three year gap that I talked about, you know, those, those characters go off and like grow and evolve. And uh, like Robin, for instance, becomes like a revolutionary. She's like actively trying to overthrow the government. Whereas Luffy is doing it on accident. She's out there <laughs> trying to do it on purpose. So <laughs> Um, so, so you 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 enjoy One Piece and you have for quite a while. It sounds like how many uh, books are there again? Uh, nine. What I say, ninety something, like ninety six. So we're coming the, up to one hundred thirty six. Long, long lived manga. Yeah, it, it started in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, it's not it's the all oldest. the best things. It's from the nineties. 
I'm pretty sure it's not the oldest, like, current manga, though. I'm pretty sure JoJo is the current oldest, current oldest manga. Could be. Because that's from the 80s. I don't know if that one's been running continuously, though. But uh, I don't think so. Yeah. It is the number one, like, uh, best-selling manga of all time. So. Which I highly encourage people to pick it up. It's a great, like, if you're like, hey, I don't know if manga is for me. I think One Piece is a pretty good one to pick up to see if you like if you like it because it's got a lot of elements that aren't in other manga that you know are of this genre of like the shonen young boy type um it was uh, manga so you know i think it's i think it's a good one you know it, it has a lot of stuff in it that can hook you in that you may not find in like other series it was one of the big three shonens for it's well yeah the other two just kind of stopped but it's for the while it was like the one of the three big shonens of the time well, now I'm curious, what are the other two? Bleach and Naruto. Ah, okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and now Boku no Hero has become one of them as well. Hmm. Yeah, One Piece is definitely like up there in the pantheon of like Dragon Ball Z and uh, Bleach and Naruto. Yeah, if you, whenever I start my, my anime podcast, we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, the anime podcast that will consist of me and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't think anyone else watches anime. I <laughs> used not, not, not to much. More. I, I I haven't found a good anime in a while. <laughs> Anyways, should we end this thing? Yes. Let's go. We talked about pirates. I'm proud of us. We got all our pirate talk completed. We, yes, we've we've thoroughly pirated the fantasy genre. Hmm. Clearly, clearly, all you need to know about pirates in the fantasy genre is here in this podcast. There's nothing I appreciate. Else. What you just did there with that wordplay was excellent. Uh, what what wordplay? Pirated. <laughs> pirated the fantasy genre. Oh shoot! Was that wordplay? Y- anyway, yes. repent. Mm. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you very much for listening and stuff. We have been uh, Katie. That's me again. You can find me on Twitter at Shimmy Book, where I tweet stuff. And Dan Evanson. Hi, you can find me at danevanson.com. I'm also Sinister Infant on Twitter and other places. Rachel. Hi, I, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Argent Rape. Uh, I'm also going to take this time to shill the other podcast that should be starting soon. Uh, called Chill. Called uh, <laughs> homebrew kitchen where me and my two of my uh, friends create homebrew one shots and we force other people to play them because we have too much time on our hands the first episode is going to guest star peter and katie while we go into a magical um, wonderful fashion show in water deep (laughs) it was really fun yeah uh hopefully that will be up in july hopefully (laughs) how pretty Uh, yep so that was our show Peter, Peter, who are you? Yeah. I'm Peter Schaefer. And uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Shoeless Pete. And I tweet little uh, weird factoids from history with a supernatural twist and uh, occasionally one line movie reviews. Uh, and you can find stuff at pashafer.com. You can contact us if you email us at uh, too many thoughts media at gmail.com. Uh, oh, that's true. That's true. That's the thing you can do. Yeah, about um, the show. Send us photos of your bookshelves. They will make Katie happy. 
Um, and you can join us again next month when our theme will be cats. Cats. Yep, yep cats. 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 Not the movie. I'm reading Cat Wings. I don't. I think Yay! I have to. I think I know what I'm going to have to reread, and it's going to make me cry. All right, uh, great. Um, in that case, uh, we will see you. No, you will hear us next month. And uh, until then, keep reading. Right, don't forget Bye. to stay, stay safe. What? Stay safe. Yeah. Don't uh, drink the Kool Aid. Stay dangerous. Oh shit! <laughs> Let's get. <laughs>